have you ever seen a guy and then the girl that he's with and you just wonder how? Yeah. How did this guy yeah. end up with this girl? It's like, like two different leagues. It's like, you know, the NFL and high school. Yeah. And you're just like, some, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, like she's totally out of his league. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what What did he do? Did, yeah. did, does he have like a large amount of money? Is that, that what it that's is? That's normally the first thought. You think, okay, he's got to be rich. Yeah, he's he got to be, be worth super cash. rich. Yeah. yeah. But the issue with that is a lot of times if the girl's there for the money, she's not going to be there for very long. Yeah. So if their relationship's true. more than, I don't know, two years old, mm-hmm. it's probably not that. Is it looks? In that case, no. Yeah. He, he definitely no. doesn't have something to get her. No, a lot of times you can tell. Like two people, they look, they're both beautiful people. You're like, okay. Okay, yeah, that I makes sense. That. Yeah. 10 and a 10. Yeah. But when it's a 10 with like a six, yeah. you're like, what's yeah. going on Yeah, here? what's the problem? But what's funny is a lot of times the guy gets the girl just because he cares mm. and he's willing to communicate. Yep. He just talks with her. I, I remember one time when I was in, in college, there was this girl that a bunch of my friends liked. Mm-hmm. But none of them ever talked to her because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I don't deserve her. Yeah. And the dude that got her was like, he's not ugly, but he's, yeah. he's not more handsome than any of my friends. Yeah. But he just talked with her. And then boom, it happened. <laughs> so what's funny is a lot of times what girls care about mm-hmm. is they just want somebody to really talk with them, to yeah. not try and make them a trophy, to not try and turn them into an object, but to communicate with them person to person. That's true. And what's funny is all relationships kind of work this way. We want to care and communicate. Mm -hmm. Strong relationships are built on communication. And the same is true for God. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about the spiritual this month. And the truth is God wants to communicate with us in relationship. He does. It's not just a religious thing where we're just supposed to do a bunch of stuff. So the question is, what does real communication with the Lord look like? And that's what we're going to be talking about today on the show. This is the Thriving Man Podcast with David and Reese Maxwell. These weekly shows are designed to help you remove the confusion from your life and make real progress with your growth. No matter where you are or where you're going, we're here to help you live a life you can be proud of. So welcome to the Thriving Man Podcast. Welcome to the Thriving Man Podcast, where our goal here is to help you get out of survival mode and into living a life that you can be proud of. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And today we are discussing the subject of prayer, communicating with God, talking with the Lord, which admittedly can sometimes feel um, difficult to do because he's literally invisible Mm -hmm. and usually doesn't speak audibly. So we get it. Mm -hmm. We get that there's some challenge. That's why we want to talk about the subject today. So we are talking through the spiritual reality as men for us this month. Mm -hmm. We're talking about how, you know, of the four fundamentals that we discuss, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, the spiritual matters. In fact, we've discussed it as the roots of Mm -hmm. our life. It's really the thing that is the most core out of the four core. Yeah, it really is because it's it's the way God created us. He created us with as spiritual beings first, but we're also emotional. We have a mind, we have a body. All those things interplay, but we're first and foremost spiritual because our creator was spiritual. Yes, absolutely. And if we want to live a life that we can be proud of, mm-hmm. the spiritual is a core element of it. So we got to recognize that 
I mean, we were literally designed to be in a relationship with God. Yeah. When we're not, we're living outside of our design. We mm-hmm. talked about scripture last week, yeah. that it's the clearest way to hear from God. Mm-hmm. But this week, we're talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a more hands-on activity. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, reading scripture is awesome, but you can kind of jump into it pretty quickly. Yeah. With prayer, it can sometimes feel hard to get your hands around. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing it, it can feel stale. And yeah. we want it to be more than that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the three core elements of prayer. Mm-hmm. The first is that prayer is natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we mean by that? Yeah, well, when you think about prayer being natural, you have to understand that when Adam and Eve were created, they were in the garden with God. And they were created to have an ongoing relationship with God. Mm. The Bible says that God walked with them in the cool of the day. And so it's one of those things that God created us to be in constant communication with him and to have a relationship. It wasn't, I think, as humans, sometimes we get this whole king and servant, you know, that there's a king in the castle and we're like some surf out working the field 100 miles away. Right. And we think, you know, he'll pass down an edict, I find out about it, and I, and I obey. Yeah. No, no, no. God, God has a personal relationship with each one of us. And a lot of people say, well, how can he do that? You know, does he, like, have a relationship with everybody? He does. He can. Yep. He's infinite. He's mm-hmm. bigger than we can imagine. He, he's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. And so he wants that relationship with us. So it really is natural. It's mm-hmm. unnatural to not be in a relationship with him because what happens is then we start trying to do things ourselves and we just can't. We're not good at it. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true. I think you can think of it in this in this way. God wants to be near to us. Yeah. Like think of your friends in high school. You were close with your friends in high school because you were near to them all the time. Yep. You had classes together. You had lunch together. You lived probably less than five miles away from each other. Mm-hmm. You just had this nearness to where you could spend time together, and that fed a good friendship. Yeah. However, when everybody moves away and, mm-hmm. and the time together goes down and there's a further distance, the relationship kind of withers. The relationship, yeah. even if you don't dislike each other anymore, you're just not hanging out as much, and so you won't be as close. We can kind of think of that long-distance relationship as how a lot of us view God. Yeah. He's far away. Yeah. He's way over there. And there is a reality to that because of sin. Mm-hmm. What sin is, is it's anything that is not of God. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, is it because I sinned, God grabs me and just threw me out and was yeah. like, forget yeah. you. <laughs> no, it's that you chose something that's literally not of him. Mm-hmm. So if you choose something that's not of him, you're choosing to not be close to him. Yeah, and that's, that's the whole what thing. sin is. Yeah, sin disconnected our relationship. Precisely. It wasn't what God wanted. God said, don't do this. Don't disconnect the relationship. We disconnected it. And so that's what pulled us apart from God. Mm-hmm. And that's why when Jesus came back, he sought to restore that relationship. Yes. And he's the one who made it to where we can pray uh, and be even closer to God now. And that's that's the beauty of it. We have to see that is that we were designed to be connected with God, and through Jesus, we get connected with God. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Holy Spirit who helps us, because none of us is strong enough to really live this life. No. Um, none of us is smart enough. We're, we're not designed to be that way. And, and God wants us to live the life he designed for us. 
It's not, and that doesn't mean that, you know, everyone's going to be successful. Everyone's going to be rich. It's us living the way we were designed. Everybody's mm-hmm. got different gifts and abilities. You know, some people are great singers. Some people are not. Mm-hmm. We love watching the ones who aren't on the uh, idol shows, you know, yeah. so we can make fun of them. And the ones who are, we go, wow, they're really good. They're on the voice. Yeah. Those yeah. people are on the voice. Those people are on the voice. They're really good. So, so we like those, but we all have gifts. And when we connect with God, when we when we build that relationship, you know, there's a there's a certain power we get we couldn't get on our own. You know, it's like light bulbs. We you know we have lights in the studio. There's lights in the house, but the house is hooked up to a power line. Right. If the houses aren't connected to power lines, lights mean nothing. Mm-hmm. And if we're not connected to God, then our gifts, our abilities, they mean nothing. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to generate something ourselves that's away from Him, mm-hmm. and that's what prayer does. It connects us to the right power source, so we can live the way we were designed. Yeah, you can think of it like this. God doesn't want you to do life for him. Mm-hmm. He wants you to do life with him. Yeah, that's good. And and that's, I mean, there's the whole dynamic. God not only saved us, it talks about that in Galatians 2, mm-hmm. that we aren't saved by following a bunch of laws. We're saved by faith in Jesus. Yeah. So he made the way for us, but then he also gave us his spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's this unlimited presence, yeah. that access that we have to him. We can get direction from him. We can get, like you said, power from mm-hmm. him, r- refreshing, yeah. re-strengthening from him, yeah. which I can tell you I need plenty of times. Oh, yeah. You know, it's being connected to him. I don't want you guys to see it as a last resort because that's what it falls into a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm going to give it all I have. I'm going to go 100%, and if everything's falling apart and I can't do anything else and there's nowhere to turn and I've maxed out all my credit cards and I'm <laughs> laying there dying, then I'm going to pray, yeah. and God's going to do something. Now, make don't make God your last resort. Make him your first practice, the first yeah. person you go to when you have a question, the first person you go to when you're frustrated mm-hmm. or celebrating. God wants to be intimate with us because prayer is a natural part of what he designed us to, to do. Yeah, and you see that in the life of Jesus on earth. Jesus was praying a lot all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it says often that he went off by himself to pray. Right. Um, if you read the book of Luke, that's it's really one of the gospels that really highlights the prayer life of Jesus a lot. And and so what we want to do is see that well, if Jesus on earth prayed a lot and he's literally God. Yeah, he is God. What are we supposed to do? Right. And and he came as an example. He came as someone who he wanted to show us how to live, and he lived perfectly. So, so why wouldn't we avail ourselves of this power? It's kind of like you having a credit card that has no limit mm. that you never have to pay off and saying, no, I'm not going to use it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it'd true. be like everybody look at you like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, that's our relationship with God. We, we're, we have a connection to the most powerful, the, the one who made everything. Mm-hmm. And is literally love. So yeah. Like if you ever get to the point where you're like, oh, nobody cares about me. Yeah. yeah. He's literally right there. Yeah. And he's God. Yeah. And he loves you. So like you've got access to all these different elements of mm-hmm. who he is immediately through prayer. Yeah. And that's why through Christ, prayer is natural. It's mm-hmm. the way we're to live. And it's really the way he designed. We don't have to jump over a bunch of hoops. We just, you know, come to him through Jesus and we can pray and communicate with them and talk directly. Yeah, and you say this all the time. You're not always going to feel it. Mm-hmm. 
and that's something important. You can think of a marriage in this context again. Yeah. You know, when you're dating, you feel it. You just yeah. you there's nothing more you want than to be with that person. But when you get married and you're around each other all the time, there's going to be days you're feeling it and days where you're just there. Yeah. You're like, yeah. "I have had a hard day at work. Mm-hmm. I've cleaned these 75 things. Yeah. It's 10 p.m." hello, how are you? You know, and you're not really, you're you're not, you don't have the warm fuzzies. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times if, if we do that with God, we're like, oh, he hates me. Yep. I don't have the warm fuzzies because I don't feel him right now. Yeah. And that's not the case. So just to encourage you, the natural part of prayer doesn't mean you are always going to feel it if you're doing it right, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. Which speaking of which, the second element to prayer, prayer is personal. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen somebody who prayed and you were like, "Dang, they've got it together." Oh yeah, when I when I was nineteen, that's when I when I came to God, and and kind of discovered this whole thing because yeah. I didn't grow up in it, and I would go to the a prayer meeting. They had like this six in the morning prayer meeting at the church, Ooh. and and I was you know nineteen year old. I was like, "I'll do whatever," and the pastor was like, "You need to come do this," and I was like, "Oh, everybody must be doing this." Now there's like eight people there. And, uh, but I was there, so, but I had no idea what to do. Yeah. So you kind of sit there and honestly, what you do is you kind of listen to other people Mm. and how they pray. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dang, that guy can pray. And, and it is, and it's, it's funny because sometimes you get around people like that. They know what to say. Mm -hmm. They know how to say it. They have these flowing words that you're just like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And sometimes we let ourselves get intimidated and we say things like, well, Guess I can't pray because I'm yeah. not as good as him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true, but it's funny because that's although we've all dealt with that feeling. Yeah, that's not true because mm-hmm. communication, prayer included, is personal. Think about the way that you would relate with your spouse or with mm-hmm. your friends. It's different from person to person. Yeah, like the way you connected with my mom mm-hmm. is different than the way I connect with my wife. Yeah, which is going to be different one day than the way my kids will connect with their spouses. Yeah, because every person is individual. The way that we pray, the way we relate to God, is going to be distinct. Every yeah. every person has a distinct way of relating to others, mm-hmm. and God knows that He designed us, so yeah. it's going to be different. And that makes sense because you think about it. Everybody has different music styles they like, they don't like. Um, Even comedians. Mm -hmm. You think about all the different styles of comedians out there. Some are very over the top. Some are very dry. And everybody kind of gravitates to their own favorite comedian. Mm -hmm. Like lately I've seen a lot of of Nate. How do you say this? Bargatze. Yeah, Barkowski. Bargatze. Okay, I can't say it. But um, his... His humor is just so good. Yeah. And he just sits there like he's just telling Super you a story. Dry. Yeah. But he's so good at it. But that's a very different style, you know, from other comedians. And and it's funny because that really illustrates communication. Mm-hmm. And we see marriages this way. We see families this way. And so really prayer is the same thing. You mm-hmm. may pray different from someone else. That doesn't mean one is right, one is wrong. That's just how you do it. Yeah, I remember hearing a story somebody told about this. Uh, They said that there was a guy who could not wrap his head around praying without picturing God there. Mm -hmm. He was like, I just can't, I just don't see, like, he's not, he's too nebulous of an idea for me. He's too, he's like just this big thing. And so am I just supposed to stare at the ceiling the entire time? And, you know, and somebody told him, no, just, 
Try this. Pull up a chair during your prayer time and talk as if Jesus is sitting in the chair because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. So he's literally right there. That could be a helpful way for you to think God is here with me. That's good. And he started doing that, and he did it his entire life. Wow. It was uh, it was just a habit he picked up. And, I mean, it's kind of a feelsy end. But at the very end, when he was on his deathbed, mm-hmm. uh, they you know went to go grab something, and they came back, and he had passed away, and he had a chair beside him. And he no was way. yeah, and he was leaning in the chair like with his head in it as oh, if he was putting his head in God's lap. Dang. Yeah. I'm getting teary eyed on that one. I know it, it was such a good story. Oh. I, I I mean, I heard it years ago, but I was yeah. like, that's somebody yeah. who found a way that they can communicate. Because some people have no problem mm-hmm. with praying and being like, God's here. And they picture him, you know, they don't have to have a chair. Yeah. But some people do. Yeah. You know, and that it's personal and that's okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is when you pray, you can make it personal to you. Like some people pray better walking, uh, maybe out in the woods. Some people could pray better sitting in the truck like Jesus is sitting next to them as they're driving to work. Exactly. That's fine. You want to do what works for you because prayer is personal. You don't have to pray like your uncle. You don't have to pray like your dad. You can pray the way that works for you. And that's the thing we want to really stress is it's just like a marriage is is distinct in its communication. Prayer is distinct in the way you talk with God. Yes. And we just don't want the comparison game mm-hmm. to stop you. Yeah. To say, oh, I can't pray like my pastor. Mm-hmm. I can't pray like T.D. Jakes, Michael Kulianos. Insert famous pastor's yeah. name here. Yeah. I, can, I don't pray like them. It's because you're not like them. Exactly. They're a different person with a different story and a pr- different personality, a different background. All of that factors into your prayer life. Yeah, that's good. And so if we're going to move to a more relational view of prayer, mm-hmm. we're going to need to take that into account. Speaking of which, yeah. the final point is that prayer is relational. What does that mean, Dad? Well, when prayer is relational, what it means is it's not just going to happen right away. You're not just going to all of a sudden know how to pray, know what to do. It takes the communication. It takes the connection. And it takes time. It just takes time to figure it out. You know, what you're doing is you're building a relationship with the creator of the universe. Yeah. That takes time. Yeah. It takes time for you to really understand him. He's made the way. He provided the way through Jesus for you to get to know him. He's made you a son or a daughter. And so he wants you close. But for us, it takes time for us to really figure a lot of that out. As we're digging in the Word, like we learned last week, you learn about God as character. But then as you spend time with Him, you learn how to connect with Him. Because it just takes time to build friendships. We see that in life, and it's the same thing with God. Yeah, yeah. If you're out of elementary school, you can't pull that little thing where you walk up to somebody and go, you want to be my best friend? Yeah. And they're just like, yeah. And then boom, it it just immediately happens. Yeah. Once you get out of the childhood phase into reality, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. To become someone's best friend takes a lot of conversations. It does. And it's not that those conversations are a means to an end necessarily. It's just that a relationship is a growing thing. Yeah. Picture it like any plant. I mm-hmm. mean, a plant, if you want it to reach full maturity, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It happens over a process, yeah. over the days, a mm-hmm. lot of these plants, years. And that's kind of, you can think of it in that way with our relationship with God. It's going to take time for you to find your lane. Yeah. It's going to take time for you to see, okay, 
what are the things that are keeping me from being intimate with God? Mm-hmm. You know, and what are the things that help me see intimacy with God? Yeah. That's cool. It's meant to take time. So don't try and rush it. Yeah. Don't think like it's Amazon shipping. And if it yeah. takes longer than two days, then something's wrong. Yeah. You know, it, it is a process and it is meant to be a process. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they think of coming to God, they think about speaking to God, they think that, well, the only way to do it is I have to follow these certain rules. Right. I have to do it the certain way. And and it really doesn't have to happen that way. You do do what the Bible says. You go through Christ. You, you know, you, you have to come to know God first before you can really communicate with him. But there's really no rules. It's kind of like, um, what was the show, Fairly Odd Parents? Fairly Odd Parents, yeah, yes. Yeah, they had the, the book, Dumb, Dumb Rules. rules. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think... I think a lot of us think that it's about the rules when it comes to God. Mm-hmm. And God just says, hey, you can just talk to me. He just wants a relationship with you. And and I think that's something to keep in mind. It's not about the rules as much as about the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, once you're in that relationship, there are some rules, and they're not rules as far as to, to really get closer to God. It's rules for us. God put these rules there for us. But when we build that relationship, we begin to understand that. And we go, oh, that's why he says don't do that, because it hurts me. It hurts Mm. other people. And we understand the relational side of those things that the Bible tells us to do and not do. Yeah, the point of rules are to protect people and relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about – we'll go back to marriage. We've used that illustration a lot this episode. When you think of marriage, there are rules in marriage. Yeah. Let's do the example of not cheating on each other. Mm-hmm. That is a rule. But does that rule encapsulate all of what a marriage is? Yeah. Well, marriage is just two people that don't cheat on each other. <laughs> That's what a real marriage is. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. The rule is just a small piece to prevent the relationship from getting hurt. Yeah. Because if you're, you know, dedicated your life to this person and then you cheat on them, yeah. it is going to hurt the relationship. The rules are a means to an end. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like boundaries for your kid's playground. If you yeah. build a playground for your kids and you put the fence around it, the fence is not the playground. Yeah. The fence is to protect the kid and allow them to enjoy the playground without mm-hmm. fear. Yeah. And it's kind of the same with our relationship with God. He doesn't set rules in there to separate us from him. Yeah. It's rules to put us in a good space together. That's yeah. the point. Well, it's just like marriage. If, if I'm close to my spouse, not cheating on her it's much easier because it's like why would I why would I cheat when I have my wife oh, and I love point. her? Got you. You know, it, it's kind of like why would I enjoy a hamburger when I have a steak at home? Mm-hmm. You know, when you really know your spouse and you're intimate and you love them, it's the same thing with God. It's not that God says you can't. God says, "Come, get to know me." Mm-hmm. And the more we get to know Him, the more we understand Him, His love, His grace, all the things He's done for us. It just makes us love him more. Mm -hmm. So we want to do the things that keep us close to him. Mm -hmm. And I think the motivation comes out of it. And that's what prayer can be, where you're motivated to pray, not because you have to, not because God gets mad at you. You just want to be closer to him. Exactly. Because he wants to be closer to you. Yes. And I think what you said there is so profound, because it's all about the relationship is what leads to the right behavior. Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of times when we look at God, we think if I get the right behavior, mm-hmm. then I can have the relationship like a reward. Yeah. And that's just not true. It's the opposite. Yeah. 
when you come to him, like he made a way in salvation. We're not mm-hmm. perfect. None of us are. But we come to him and he gives us the means for relationship. That's what transforms us. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said in the book of John, he said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Mm-hmm. There's two ways to read that. I yeah. heard this in a, a uh, freedom small group and it was so mm-hmm. good. There's two ways you can read that. Like, oh, if you love me, you're going to obey my commands. Yeah. You know, or you can say, hey, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Yeah. Love, I think that's how it's read. That's how it's supposed to be read. Mm -hmm. Because if we truly love God and we get to like in prayer through his word, connect with him, be with him, the right behavior, he's going to help us take care of that. Yeah. We're not going to have to do that first and then come to him. Well, and I think it'll be natural because can you imagine a marriage where you come home every day and say, hey, guess what? I didn't cheat on you today. I'd be very suspicious. Honestly, <laughs> you'd be super After suspicious. After a while, your wife would be punching you. Yeah. I mean, just, but we kind of feel that way with God. It's, it's like every time we come before God, it's like, oh, you know, uh, I'm a terrible person. I'm horrible. Well, well, he kind of paid that. When Jesus died, he took care of all that. Mm-hmm. So then you can focus not on that, but on the relationship. Yes, you want to look back and see the great thing he did for you, the grace he gave you, all those things. Mm-hmm. But he did it to have a relationship with you. Precisely. He didn't do it just to make you feel bad. And that's one thing we have to remember. God really wants a relationship with us. So prayer can flow from that motivation and not from this duty that I, if I don't do it, God's going to get mad at me and he's going to punch me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, prayer is natural. Prayer is personal. Prayer is relational. Yeah. The goal of us communicating this to you guys is we want you to walk with God throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And that's really our challenge to you is we want you to get to a point to where you're doing life with God, yeah. not trying to get to him, you know, as if he's far away and, and he's like, all right, you got to earn it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's being close to him throughout your day because yeah. he wants to be with you during your commute or yeah, during your work day or when you really want to say those words to that person that you probably shouldn't say. Yeah, you yeah. can say, God, help me, please. Yeah. You know, uh, there's all kinds of scenarios. We don't want to reduce God to just a morning devotional. However, we do think that that is a good starting point, kind of the same way as a marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Every romantic relationship starts out with dates, Yeah, which is where you set a time you yeah. set a place, you both intentionally meet there, and you connect. Yeah, that's and good. then the relationship grows from that. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. can do the same thing with the Lord. The devotional is a starting point. It's mm-hmm. not the end-all, be-all of our relationship, yeah, but it's a true. great place to begin. So try and you know spend time with God four to five days a week. Uh, much like a date, you're going to have to be specific with when, yeah. where, and how. And that's where the personal part comes into it. Yeah, and you want to take into consideration your temperament, your attitude, your time frame. You know, you may not have a lot of time that you can sit quietly. You may have to do it while commuting. Mm-hmm. You may not be a morning person. You may prefer to do it during your lunch or in the evening. Yeah. Um, you want to find what works for you because, again, it's personal. You know, God doesn't say you have to do it at this time every day. You do it at what works best for you. And sometimes in seasons, it changes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have small kids, uh, when you have no kids, there's different things you can do and how much time you have to spend with him. Exactly. Exactly. It can even depend on what kind of job you have. You know, whether during your commute, you're having to make 75 phone calls or whether in the morning you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. So you can just talk to the Lord. Yeah. 
That's uh, a good way to do it. It is. It's personal and it's seasonal. Now, if you're already doing that, let's say there's a guy who's like, hey, I already do a devotional time. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty good. It's yeah. whatever. Um, but they want to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what we would recommend for you is to invite God into a new piece of your day. Yeah. So that could be, let's say, if you're the guy who washes dishes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's Emily cooks, I clean. Yeah. So if you're like me and you're a cleaning guy, maybe invite God into that time when you're washing dishes and just talk with him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've never talked with him during your commute. Maybe yeah. you can invite him into that time. That's good. Or maybe you do a walk in the evening because yeah. you got to get your health together. Yeah. <laughs> talk with God during your walk. Yeah. There are all kinds of opportunities, and that's what we want you to see. You have the opportunity to spend time with God, not the obligation yeah, to spend good. time with God. Yeah, yeah. and what you want to do is work on those things that, that help you. There can be some, some key things that help you. Like some people love to talk to God in nature, and maybe you got a trail nearby mm-hmm. your house you can go walk through. Uh, maybe music. Like I'm a music guy. I like having certain music behind the scenes when I'm praying. It just makes me feel like praying. Yeah. So so you want to find those things that work for you. Maybe it's complete silence. Uh, maybe you just like it to be completely silent. Whatever works for you, that's what you want to do. And I would say experiment. Some people yeah. uh, write their prayers. Some people speak them out loud. Um, there's just different ways to do it, and you can go through that and find what works best for you. And that's what we would say. Just try some new things, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and if you want to go in-depth into this subject, like you've gotten a taste for it now and you want more, you can always go to thrivingman.com. We have our spiritual course. Mm -hmm. Um, It's four separate sessions, each one of them. I mean, normally our sessions are about 30 minutes, but these are about 45 because yeah. it's a subject. Yeah, they're where, longer. Yeah, it, they're packed with all kinds of content, tools, and resources to help you do that. Mm-hmm. So check that out if that's something you want to do. But next week we'll be continuing this theme, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Thriving Man Podcast. If you want to check out more resources from David and Reese, you can go to thrivingman.com. We'll see you in the next episode.